Therefore, look at verse 1 of chapter 2, laying aside all malice, that's the get even with hatred and malice that we see so much going on around us, all deceit, that's the lying, you know, just, you know, deceiving people, hypocrisy, acting like we're something that we're not, envy, that, that, that kind of smoldering, it's not fair that you make more or have more or get more or do more, and, and then the evil speaking. It's probably one of the most common things, this, this garbage talk, either, you know, being gossipy or just being, you know, defiling. Did you know that evil speaking words we can never get them back. I could never collect all that powder. It's impossible to, you know, floating, it goes in the air conditioning and it gets under stuff. You'll never get it all. That's what words are like. That's why the Bible says, make sure. God is in heaven and you are, you are on, God is in heaven, you are on earth. Let your words be few, Ecclesiastes 5. Evil speaking. Now, the question is, who is Peter talking to? Who is malicious and deceitful and hypocritical and envious and evil speaking? Who was this letter written to? Yeah. And that's where you talk. When I come to that point, I say, and you know what? Those are all things we struggle with. And you don't just hold them down like the landmine. This is when you say it's only the Spirit of God that can change you from being malicious and deceitful and hypocritical and and gossipy and garbage talking. And Usually you get your t- their attention right then. They look up and they go, how does he do that? I go, well, look at the next verse. As a newborn baby, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. See, if, if you and I don't have a desire, if we are not growing, then, then s- there's a danger, and Peter addresses it. Verse 3, if indeed... You have tasted the Lord's gracious. Peter's saying, this works if you're really saved. Have you really met the gracious God of the universe? Have you really heard about him, believed it was true, and responded and let him transform you? Has that happened? If so, the, we, someone from verse 2 made a little, little saying, sin will keep you from the Bible But the Bible, what, will keep you from sin. See, that's what the growth is like. When God touches me every day when I meet with him in his word, I have a strong deterrent because his spirit living within me makes me hate being malicious, deceitful, hypocritical, envious, and an evil speaker. But if I don't hate those things, if I don't hunger for God, Maybe I've never tasted that he's gracious. And so what I do is I just, see, this is why they have their Bible. I say, look at verse 22, that purify your soul, circle that. That's regeneration. When you get saved, you get, a, you get regenerated. God purifies your soul. You know, all the DSM-5 only talks about how to externally control bad behavior. God purifies the soul. Doctors cannot touch the soul. God does. 
And regeneration is when God, through His Holy Spirit, using His Word, purifies my soul. And I say, look at verse 23. You have a new birth. You came alive through the power of God's Word, and that power never goes away. And you should, you should reconnect your cord every day. And, and I discuss right then. I say, now, what's a good time for you to get in the Word? Are you a morning person? Do you kind of come alive at night. You're one of those night people. There's nothing wrong with, in God's reckoning of time, the day starts at night. It says the evening and the morning were the first day. God actually goes from sunset to sunset. That's how he reckons. We go from sunrise to sunrise. God reckons from sunset to sunset. So if you're an evening person, great. You can start your day before you go to bed. It isn't that you have to do what I do. You just have to connect to God. And the new birth, if you came alive, if you were born again, the same as you receive the Lord is the only way to walk through life with him. And then I remind him salvation is eternal because God's word is eternal. And then from chapter 2, I tell them that that makes the essence of your life God's word. Why? Because verse 2 says you're only fed you, you and I, as born-again believers, can only be fed by God's Word. And if we're failing to thrive, there's something wrong with our intake. Because everybody that's born again that feeds on the Word of God, God is touching their life and unleashed in their life. And that's how we grow. Born-again believers only grow by the Word. That's why we have to be in it. Do you, do you want to be stunted forever? emaciated, unable to operate as a believer. And it's the way we taste God's grace. That's how we know we're saved. We taste every time there's a flavor of the grace of God. I can be reading the worst parts of Leviticus and I can taste it there. I can be reading the hardest to understand parts of Ezekiel. I can taste it. It's a flavor. The Lord is gracious. So, Why should we have time in the Word? Because it's the only way we can grow. It's the only way that we can taste the Lord is gracious. It's the only way that that we can have that assurance that our, our life is endless. And it's the only way God can touch us every day. So let me ask you, which is more important, getting touched by Bloomberg Getting touched by social media? Getting touched by exercise? Or getting touched by God? Okay, now here's your quiz. Which one's more important? Yeah. God. 